0: It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at wfpk.org from Louisville Public Media.
1: I always get quite nervous around these things, you know, I don't know why.
2: Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network Thanks as always for making your way here and checking out the series Please do hit that subscribe button (laughs) I put out three new interviews every single week A new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday So it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists And discover the new ones at iTunes and Apple Podcast, at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, wfpk.org YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you like to get your podcast from, subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. That's me, Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest actor, Toby Bamtefa. We're going to be talking about the mayor of Kingstown that just wrapped its uh, second season. Uh, Now, Toby plays uh, Bunny, uh, Devon Bunny Washington, full name there. So, I want to hear about what it takes to play this really complex character. Uh, We'll also get into the opportunity to say big things within the show, especially when it comes to the uh, the U.S. prison system and why it's become so important to take care of uh, of his own health. Uh, Toby also going to discuss his working relationship with Jeremy Renner, of course, the star of the show, uh, listening to Renner's music online, and coming up as a spoken word artist known as Bam Bam the Poets. All that and more, it's the second season of Mayor of Kingstown, Kyle Meredith, with Toby Bamtefa. Hey, hey, how you doing? Congratulations on another fine season that's been going on with, uh, with Kingstown here. Thank you. And, uh, and, and, you know, Bunny, Bunny is this, um, I think Bunny is an epic character. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to explain that. You know, and, and, and to, you know, this is the first time we're talking, but watching your interviews and, and just, you know, hearing about your background and, and your actual self seems like the actual, realized version of bunny is so different than yourself what is it like to get in the mindset of this character
1: it's um it's 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 definitely an exercise it requires a lot of research um there's also a lot of like talking to myself um in my household which my wife absolutely hates but um (laughs) you know because obviously this is not my accent i don't have an american accent so it's it's all that. but also just the um just to be able to access, perhaps on a personal level, you know, parts of myself that I um, I don't have that much access to in that sense. Um, like you know, particularly to do with violence and things like that. Just to just to be able to access that in order to portray somebody who is convincingly pretty scary, um, 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 all things notwithstanding. But um, yeah, just it's it's uh, it's definitely an exercise. It's a good one. But for me, it's 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 like it's right up my street. It's um it's the kind of stuff that I, I I I try to strive towards. You know, being able to cultivate a character like that that is so far different from who I am personally is just uh it's a it's a dream. It's a lot, of work. Love it.
0: Because that's part
2: of the thing, right? I mean, part of this part of this gig is you get to play fantasy and, and you get to act. Exactly. But you have to exactly. find yourself. You have to find something about you that is represented in, in a character, right?
1: Yeah, 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 hundred percent. And there 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 has to be there has to be uh, a balance. I personally I feel anyway that you need to be able to have like a, a boundary um so in order to keep uh, keep yourself anchored. Um so that, you know, like I said, I have got family, you know, my wife is here, I've got my, my in laws, my parents, my brother and stuff, and I don't wanna be going, you know, when I'm not filming, I don't wanna be going to their house as some drug drug dealer from from Michigan you know who murders people for for money and all that kind of stuff do you know what I mean um, so yeah there has to be a boundary and there has to be some a very strong anchor in order to sort of pull me out of it just so I can have a bit more just so I can have a bit of respite and also um, to allow my brain to 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 um, subconsciously conjure up uh, um, uh, uh, different ways of being creative you know
2: and even getting into the character then because because that almost sounds exhausting what you said right there having to keep that separate but even to be bunny like and i'm talking about in the fictional sense you know yeah. um like here's a guy who always has to play two sides you know yeah. And, yeah. and 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 i think you were saying in a different interview it's uh, you know when bunny makes a decision it's with a consideration of people's lives
1: yeah 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 it's very heavy it's he's he's uh the position he's in is not one that a lot of people are in. So, and it's it's uh it's particularly, um, the, the stakes are particularly higher because we're not talking about, you know, jobs or people's livelihoods. We're actually we're talking about actual lives and you know and the effects and, and and their their lifestyles and also the effect of of this world on their lives. You know, um. So yeah, any decision you make, the the repercussions have to be weighed weighed properly in order to move forward on that. And, and there has to be a certain element of, um, uh, um, I guess, I, I, I don't want to call it immunity to consequence, but sort of a hardening um, towards it. So that whatever consequence occurs from your decision, um, you should be able to take it. But it's, 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 it's an expectation. If, you, if you're going to do something, you need to be ready and expect a retaliation of sorts. You know what I'm saying? And that, that's, that's the world in which he lives and it, it is it is a lot it's a lot because i have to carry that into i have to carry that into work i have to sort of carry that essence into work and and sort of sometimes there is a there's a part where i do feel like you know certain people need to actually feel that i can i can like if if it was to get gully like that you know i can really carry that out obviously i'm not going to you know <laughs> but
2: <laughs> and we'll be right back right after this You know, when you look at people who, who do live this lifestyle, you know, most of them, it's not like they wanted to, you know, they, they, didn't, oh. they didn't choose that lifestyle, you know, and maybe yeah. a few of them, you know, they're going hope for it. You know, there's always going to be that kind of <laughs> kind of person too. But, but you know, it, it does feel like in that moment, like this is a show that has a chance to say really big things. Do you all think of it in, in that type of scope?
1: That's interesting, actually. I don't think... I try. I try to. I, I think of it, but not, not not directly. It's always an indirect thought because my job, my uh, my job is to focus and hone in on what the truth of the, the the scene is, what the truth of the story is, what the truth of the character and and therein and they're in. So once you do that, everything else will speak for itself. So my character, the, the how how we've cultivated Bunny. Is that he is this person? He, he, this this uh, he's this uh, he's this individual who is in this in this world, um, not by choice. I don't think anybody is there by choice. It's for a lot of people, especially you know African Americans within within uh, who who have experience in penitentiaries and stuff like that. It's often you know as a result of uh, um, the the lack of opportunities, you know, for for a lack of a better term. But yeah, it, it's it's all of that and. You have to be able to hone in on all of that and portray it uh, authentically. So then, like, like what you said, the, you know, the, the wider conversations, the big, the big conversations around that sort of just happen naturally. And then you see, what you're seeing is the effects, the, the, the compound effects of all of these little lives and all of these little decisions kind of taking place. And you know why this is, okay, this is to do with institutional racism. This is to do with uh, nepotism. Violence, um, um, trauma. People are going through a lot of psychological trauma, physical, you know, emotional, uh, um, and um, and whatnot. So all of that compounds itself into this fantastic story, into this fantastic world of Kingston, and the driving force being being that we are in this this really hot pressure cooker, surrounded by prisons, <laughs> you know. So yeah, yeah, that's that's how I think of it anyway.
2: And, I mean, the prison system in itself—the the way the show does get to speak for that, because because if you know, there's lots of things that need a spotlight, and that's definitely one of them. Um, yes, just what's going on, and and like you know, you're not American, and and I don't know how like how similar it is, you know, where where you came from, the prison system's over there, and maybe I should ask that, like like how much did you get to learn about that, and and, and how big is the difference, if any,
1: in <clears throat> from from what from what I've from what I've. Um i have studied the level the, the threat of violence is is i would say is pretty similar um but i i feel like <laughs> i do feel like there are certain uh um i think the privatization of of that whole industrial the prison industrial complex um puts a completely different spin on it because now we're, we're now we delve into the world into a world in which your human rights even if even if you have committed a crime. Your human rights are now placed or in competition with profit, and so I don't think we have that much. I don't think we have that here. Uh, we don't have it in in England. You know, it's generally run Her Majesty's uh, um, uh, prison, so it, it's it's or His Majesty's prison rather. So it's it's run through the governmental body, whereas in America, it's like you know you have private prisons and you also have prisons run by um, um, the the, um, fair, the federal. The, the 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 similarities being that obviously when you're incarcerated. The threat of violence is is constant, especially in men's prisons. It's it's constant. You know, you sort of have to, you sort of have to have your wits about you and that. And um, I, I would say that the the things that go on within them are very universal. Um, everybody goes through. There there is some. There, you know, there is there are um, thoughts of suicide and things like that. Not to get too deep or anything like that, but you know, a lot of a lot of those the, the psychological traumas. Uh, people have to, prisoners or, or the incarcerated people have to deal with and that is, it is definitely very universal.
2: Well, I mean, mental health is a part of it. As we're saying, you know, the way the show gets to talk about those bigger subjects. Um, I yeah. mean, you've talked about that, uh, you know, being mental health as being a big part of your daily routine. And, you know, yeah. 10 years ago, we didn't talk about that at all. And and that has changed, you know, and, and why, why was that such a big important turning point for yourself?
1: Um, because because when when I was going through certain certain troubles it, it got it got really heavy for me but I noticed, I knew I was very conscious of it so I actively tried to do things and a lot of my decision making was geared towards kind of pulling myself out of it I think that for the most part people aren't aware that they are going through certain things um, in in you know they're not uh, uh, some people just take whatever situation they're in as normal, and obviously, I keep using this word compounding, but it had that has a compounding effect, you know, over over um, a certain amount of time. So, what I don't know how to explain this, but just speaking for myself anyway, I I like I said I did things in order to I did things and I made decisions in order to pull myself out of the out of the the the, the, the depression that I was in. And, and I try to actively engage with it and um, sort of understand what it is. I had no one to talk to because nobody knew what it was. My friends didn't know what it was. Um, but I just knew that I couldn't escape how I was feeling and I couldn't ignore it. It was just, it was so much. So, yeah, uh, eventually, obviously, years later, we start finding out, you know, there were actually words to these feelings, depression, anxiety. Uh, um, um, to thoughts of self-harm and all that kind of stuff not that I've gone through any of that personally but I know people who have and um, now we sort of start discovering new processes of attaching a name to it so that you can actually address it you know and I think that's helped a lot of people but the stigma around it particularly for men is that we're not supposed to be able to do these things otherwise we're seen as soft or we're seen as incapable or you know and we're seen as we're not. We are. If you if you start talking about your emotions, you are sort of outside the parameters of what a man is supposed to be. You know, like everybody's supposed to be, you know, Clint Eastwood and and whatnot, and stoic and silent and you know, that kind of stuff. It's it's just it's not it's not very realistic.
2: And 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 then to remember, you know, Clint Eastwood was an actor. You know, an actor. Exactly. You know. John Wayne was an actor. <laughs>
1: exactly so, exactly <laughs> projection is a
2: character but it, that's what it does i mean the people buy into these characters you know and they do and, yeah. and 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 i'll turn that back around to say the way you all do handle that the way you all treat that is so important and you do it so well you know and showing the multitudes of people you know that you know the good and bad are gray words sometimes you know and 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 yeah. i do think that's important that just showing those layers of people
0: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
2: Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Toby Bentefa. Of course, you've got Jeremy Renner here. When I watch the two of you all work with each other, you know, I wrote down, you know, it's, it happens a lot, of course, but uh, the uh, the third episode of the second season, I think it's called like Five at Five or something close to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was watching you all and it's like a slow dance that you're doing with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if you could put words to this, but why does it work so well? you're all's working relationship
1: um, I think in my experience anyway, I don't know what it's like for Jeremy, but I know when i'm when I'm working with him, it feels uh, I feel like I'm allowed to play excuse me I'm allowed to play. Um, so it becomes very fluid. I know that they're not I know that the script the, um, uh, the um, production isn't precious about the script what they are what what they want is the story to make sense so if certain lines don't make any sense or if certain words don't you know and that, do they you know you could quite easily take that out but what what needs to be important is the truth of it and i remember actually in season one it was that i asked i did ask jeremy my first day on set i did ask him kind of what you know what's your process like and he he just said it quite bluntly you know it's I focus on the truth of the scene um and i took that to heart and i took that and i ran with it so i was like cool so with that and because of because I'm dealing. With, I'm dealing with an expert. Do you know what I'm saying? So because of that, I feel. I actually feel uh, quite safe around it because I know that. Okay, cool. He's coming. He's coming. So I, I. I'm prepared for it, and I know he's prepared for it. So we sort of just play around. We play with it uh, with the scene and find what works. There are a lot. Of, there are several takes we have. Or, or each of them all have something very different. They vary, and I guess in post, what you're seeing is literally just a smidgen. Of what you know, of of what we had worked on, and it's it gets really exciting. I can spend all day talking about this. I can spend all day on set. Do you know what I mean? Because it's it's just working like that is just so it's so amazing. It's it's lights. It's it's the it's my love. I love it.
2: I wonder though, off camera, you know, he's a DJ. Does do you all do you all break out the music conversations much?
1: No, not really. But I will. I don't know if he, he actually. No, he doesn't know this. But I know. I listen to some of his songs. I, he's got. He's got a couple of songs on YouTube as well, and I'm like, oh my god, this guy can actually rock, you know? He's like, he's alright. He's actually alright. It's really good about <laughs> not that. that. It's not, not surprising. <laughs> but but you good. you
2: came from that world too, right? I mean, you you were you started. Did I read it, right? A spoken word artist.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a, my stage name was Bam Bam the Poet. So I was I was a uh, I was pretty good. I was pretty good. I think. Anyway, I had a I was in the I was in the London circuit. So, um, did uh, like um like little pop up shows here and there and stuff like that and but I, I did it with a view of getting into acting. So um, I come from my whole family are actors or not, not sorry, not my whole family, but my parents are actors and my whole family are generally quite artistic. So I feel like spiritually, I come from a very long line of storytellers, you know, um, and people who are sort of connected to our lineage and, you know, and, and, and and our spirituality. That That's the line of, that's the line that I come from. So it's, my brother and I kind of channel that into everything that we do. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's sad. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's beautiful, though. I mean, just having having that support, having that, you know, inspiration, ha- having that education that's there if you need it. And I love the way you're you're in a family of storytellers. It's, you know, because it shows. Yeah. You know, it shows. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. It's a, it's a great resource to, to tap into. I mean, if you meet my parents, they're both just Individually, they're both hilarious people, but my dad, especially, he can put, when he turns on the seriousness on stage and on screen and stuff. Man, you feel it, and it's like, oh my gosh, I've, I didn't even know he could do that. He scares me as a child, you know, when I was a child and stuff. But um my brother as well. He, my brother is a graphic designer, and you can sometimes you can tell in his designs his mood, you know. So he just he channels all of that into into his um his creativity, and yeah, it's it's. It's, I guess, do you know what? That's actually the first time I'm saying that. It's the first time I've actually voiced that. I've never I've never voiced that before. So that's an exclusive.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful exclusive. Uh, I do love that part of your story. Uh, I love what you're doing with this character and what you've been doing on some of the other roles. I'm excited to see what's next from you as well. Toby, uh, congrats on it all. And thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. And um, it's been a wonderful conversation. And yeah, man, have a great day, man.
2: My thanks to Toby Bentefa, mayor of Kingstown. The second season is out in full on Paramount+. Thanks to you for checking out the series. Again, please do hit that subscribe button while you're hanging around. Uh, that way you can keep up with all the interviews that we put out. Three new ones every single week, new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith With. Then after that, head over to wfpk.org. Ride to a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. An hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews. Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at wfpk.org. Consequence has your music and film news. Of course, you can also find me on the social media spots as well. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all three of them. The address is at Kyle Meredith. So I do hope you like and follow along. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Mirth. I'll see you next time. consequence
1: podcast network it's good i need to open the windows i'm sweating i'm joking it's fine it's fine
0: it's easy to hear your favorite artist on wfpk from wherever you are listen on your smart speaker live stream from our website at wfpk.org from louisville public media